All right, how's everyone today? Good. So this passage came to life to me yesterday. So uh, we have a house still in Peoria. And so on my day off, we were able to go down there and work on the house. We actually rent it. And we're trying to get this house ready to sell. And so, um, so we went and... Uh, sorry, Joe. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I gotta so get we your went daughter's down attention. there and we were working on the house... And when I got there, I was like amazed because our front bushes, we have two front bushes, were just way overgrown. In fact, I was like, what in the world? These things are humongous. I remember them being just little bushes, but they haven't been trimmed in over three years, so now they were huge and all overgrown. And so literally, I spent the day cutting off branches, okay? And so you just read about that. So it basically came to life to me. I'm like, wow, this is amazing what God is doing and showing me this tree, these vine, and these branches. So in John 15, let's go back to the scripture. And if you don't have your Bibles, you can have a Bible right next to you, in front of you. You can turn to uh, 1537. And um, that's where you'll find John 15, page 1537. And so in verse 1 here, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And so as we're reading here, we find out uh, how Jesus, Jesus is talking about his father, and about him, and about us. And it's interesting that last week we got to celebrate Easter. Do you guys have a great Easter? Hopefully you did. Uh, we had an awesome time here worshiping the Lord and getting closer to him, and we got to celebrate Easter. And so right before Jesus went to the cross, he met with the disciples in the upper room, and this is where he's having this conversation with them. He's, he's kind of given his last remarks to them, to them before he goes to die. And so these are the things that are very important. And he says this, he's like, I'm the vine now, and you guys are going to be the branches. And, and guess what? God the Father is the gardener. So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but when I was little, I wanted to be a farmer when I grew up. In fact, one of my favorite TV shows was Little House in the Prairie. You, ever, you guys know that show? You know, and I love Paul because he was just an awesome farmer and just an awesome man. And I looked up to him. But you know what? I'm not a farmer, but I'm kind of a spiritual farmer, right? In fact, we all are kind of part of this farming today, okay? And so here we are. Here's God the gardener, and he's taking care of the vine and the branches. And it says the goal is to bear fruit, right? Is to, to see fruit come from these branches. And as Jesus was talking, this was very familiar to the disciples because all over the land where they lived, there was a lot of grapevines, right? There was a lot of, uh, they, they drank wine in that day, and there was a lot of grapevines. And so everywhere they went, they saw these things. Well, it's kind of interesting because in verse 2 it says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Right there you're like, wow, Jesus, you're kind of a downer. You're already cutting people off from this whole thing. But really what he's saying, if you really look into the Greek, there's a Greek word called aereo, which means to lift up. And the idea here is when you lift up the branches of the vine, of the, the grapevine, 
what happens? More fruit comes. In fact, if you go around to a, a, a winery or any type of things like that where grapes grow, they're not on the ground, are they? They're, they're on like a trellis, a wood object where they grow up, they lift them up, and because when they lift them up, they bear more fruit, right? They don't bear fruit on the ground. So check this out. This is what God's saying to us today. God wants to lift us up, right? He doesn't want to cut us off. He wants to lift us up. When we come to church, we should get excited. We should be and lifted, we should be encouraged. Hopefully today you'll be encouraged from God's word, okay? And so that's what Jesus is telling them. Be encouraged. Great things are ahead. In fact, I don't know if you guys know our vision statement, but this is the vision statement of Trinity Church. It says, we exist to build a community where faith, family, and friendships, and here's the word, thrive, right? We want to thrive. We want to be fruitful, in other words, right? And so this is what Jesus is saying. Go and be fruitful. Now, this is how we're going to be fruitful. Verse 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches, if you remain in me and I in you. Then it goes on and says, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you... Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So what word, guys, is repeated over and over again there, as I read? Remain. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Remain. Seems pretty simple, right? Just to remain, just to stay close to Jesus. And it's his encouragement to disciples. Don't run away. Don't go away. Don't be scattered. But remain. Remain close to me. And I believe what he's telling these guys is there's going to be even a closer connection with him than ever before in the days ahead. You know, in the Bible, Jesus uses other imagery to talk about our relationship with him. He talks about the shepherd and the sheep. He talks about fathers and children. Jesus mentions masters and servants, owners and workers. All these people have relationship with each other, right? You know, the interesting thing is these relationships can survive on their own. If you look at these things, can a shepherd survive without the sheep? Can the sheep survive without the shepherd? Now, the shepherd kind of need the sheep, but they can survive, right? But check this out. Can, can a branch survive apart from the vine? Can it survive apart from the vine? No. It has to be connected to the vine or it's going to die, Right? And so Jesus is saying, I'm connected to you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. And the connection is going to be even stronger. And I believe because he was going to send the Holy Spirit to now be with them, right? Everywhere they went, the Holy Spirit was going to be with them. Guess what? Our connection right now is with the Holy Spirit today, right? I pray that the Holy Spirit is here, that the Holy Spirit's inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is what now leads us and guides us and empowers us. You know, an example of this is a modern-day example is maybe, I don't know, the Internet. <laughs> have you guys ever experienced the Internet or Wi-Fi? And maybe you're in a place where you're like, man, I just don't have a good connection. Have you ever been there before? And most of the time, that's what we talk about. Do we have a good connection with the Internet? And if you have a good connection with the Internet, your life is all good, right? <laughs> you know? It's even so funny today, this next generation, the internet or Wi-Fi is more important than electricity. Do you guys believe that? It is. 
Because I don't know if you know, but a couple years ago, we had this huge storm here in the Quad Cities. We were out, without power for a couple of days in our house. We didn't have power for maybe like two days. And I was worried about our food spoiling and all this stuff. And guess what my daughter Nina was worried about? Dad, you mean we're not going to have internet? There's no internet? I'm like, Nina, if we don't have electricity, no, we can't have internet, you know? You can't power up your devices. You can't power up your iPad or your, you know, whatever you use, your Nintendo, you know? Nina uses her Nintendo, you know? So, yes, we need electricity more than Wi-Fi. But you know what? When we have a good connection, life is great, right? Well, I believe God wants us to know today he wants to have a connection with you. And that's why he says to remain. And this, there's a choice in that. You know, he says it over and over and over again because I believe he wants to make his point. That it's important to remain with Jesus. And I want to encourage you today. Does that connection stop when you leave, when you walk out the doors today? No, in fact, I believe that connection is even more important when you leave and walk out the doors today because that's where God really wants to do his work outside of here. In fact, the next couple of verses talk about this. Verse 8, it says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is what Jesus is saying. He said, for the last three years, I've been pouring my life into you guys and, and women. For three years, he's been loving on these 12 and others that follow him. And now he's saying, my Father's glory is in you like it was in me. And I wanna, want you to carry this work on. I want you to make disciples, not just be disciples. And so we're gonna, I'm going to show this, uh, an example of this really quick. I need a volunteer, though. Anybody want to volunteer and uh, come join me? I know this one person was going to raise their hand, but anybody else want to <laughs> help me today? Okay, Nina, you can come up. You can come up. I was going to ask her before, like, hey, if nobody raises their hand, can you do this? But I already knew she was going to volunteer. Okay, so Nina, turn around and face everybody. So check this out. So here's Nina. She wants to be a disciple of Jesus. And this is what's going to happen. She's going to pour her life into somebody else. So Nina, go grab someone else out of the group and bring them up here with you. Go ahead. So she's going to be a disciple, and she wants to make a disciple. Okay, so she grabbed her sister. All right, come on up. So check this out. Now we have two followers of Jesus, right? Nina has some fruit, right, in her life. Not only is Nina by herself, but now the fruit is Naomi. Look at this. But God says, Jesus says, you're going to bear much fruit. So check this out. So this is when it gets exciting. Nina's pouring her life into her sister Naomi, and now they're going to go find some more people. So you guys each go find two people. Okay, if they choose you, just come up. But, you know, just yeah. be good disciples. <laughs> All right. You guys know we need one more. You guys each got to get somebody. All right. Awesome. Wow, now what? we have multiplication going on. We started in with one, now we have what? Four followers of Jesus. Now this is where it gets really, really exciting. All right, all you guys go find somebody. <laughs> go, go find somebody, share the love of Jesus, teach them about his ways, encourage them to make more disciples. Here we go. Look, we're, we are changing the world, literally, right here at Trinity Church. Check it out. I'm not very good at math, but we have 
a group now, right? <laughs> all right. Let's see if we can get the rest of the church. Okay, all everybody go get somebody. Get find some followers of Jesus. All right, here we go. Wow. We are literally seeing us thrive as a church. You guys are going out there. Now look at this. Do you guys out there feel a little lonely or maybe discouraged <laughs> that you were left out? <laughs> Come on, let's give God some praise really quick for this group of people. Come on. Yeah. You guys can have a seat. So isn't this awesome? This is much fruit, right? This is a lot of fruit. That one person, one obedient person to Christ, Nina, said, I just want to share the love of Christ with one other person. And guess what happens? You never know who that person is or what they might do for Jesus. In fact, every week I'm up here with two or three little guys, five-year-old guys teaching Sunday school, and I'm just like, maybe we have the next Billy Graham sitting upstairs. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, who knows what they're going to do? But we got to believe that God has great plans for the people that we are going to reach for Jesus, right? You guys with me? All right. Let's go to verse 9, and we'll close the service with this. Verse, or close the message with this. It says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Man, this is an awesome few verses. Check out verse 9 again. It says, as the Father has loved me. Jesus is saying to his disciples, God the Father loves me. And now check it out. So have I loved you. He's saying, now I put that love on you. I love you just as much as my Father loves me. Now he encourages them again. Now remain in my love. You know, I want you guys to hear more than anything today. Jesus loves you. He loves you. In fact, if you didn't experience that last week when we came to Easter and when you uh, saw him raised from the dead and go through the cross and his nails and his hands and all that stuff, that was love, right? Now he's saying to him, you're going to show that love to other people, but I want you to experience that love. I want you to know that love because that love is what's going to change the world. That love is what's going to keep you going. In fact, that love is what kept him on the cross. When he was going through all that stuff, is because he loved the world. <laughs> because he wanted to see the world meet his father one day. Verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So he says, this is why you should remain in the love. Because you're going to receive joy. You're going to experience joy that you've never experienced before. It's a joy that can only come from the Father. But the interesting thing, right in the middle of there, it says, you need to keep the commandments. Now, this is the part that's kind of tough, right? We come to church and we want to hear all these good things, encouraging things, exciting things. But guess what? We still have to follow Jesus' commandments. We still have to do the things he wants us to do. And sometimes that's not always easy, is it? It's easy to get excited about Jesus, but then he might say, but I want you to do this, and that's when it gets tough. 
And I'm learning that whole idea about obedience through my little son. I have a, a one-year-old son named Chris. He's about to turn two. And the most interesting thing about toddlers is most of the time they don't want to do what you want them to do. <laughs> most of the time I'm saying, no, Chris, don't do that. And he does what I don't want him to do, <laughs> you know. But I realize that's part of his growth, right? He needs to just grow and learn, and sometimes he doesn't even understand what's going on. So last week, uh, I turned 50, and we celebrated by going to the Makokata Caves. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it's about an hour away from here. Really neat place, and I've never been there. But when we were going there, we started thinking, we're like, what is Chris going to do? How are we going to take Chris through these caves? Well, my wife has this little harness thing that straps around her back, and that Chris can be held real close to her. And he stays in there, right? He doesn't get to run around. And at first we're like, how is this going to work? Is he going to want to stay in there? Because he likes to run around now, right? Because remember the word it says to remain, right? You're only going to experience the joy when you remain. And so guess what? Chris remained. In fact, he was excited to be in that little harness and he spent the whole day so close to my wife, Elizabeth. And guess what? He got to walk through these caves and experience things that he's never seen or never experienced before. In fact, his little eyes were just so wide, and he would laugh, and he would giggle when he saw these different things. And it was such an exciting thing because guess what? He was experiencing joy. My wife was experiencing joy. In fact, all of us were experiencing joy because what? Because we were together, and we were, we were remaining, right? We were remaining, and that's what Jesus wants us to do. If we just do this simple thing, to remain in him, to follow him, to be obedient to him, he will give us this joy. He will give us a life that we can't even imagine. But it's a choice to remain. Now, it's interesting that day because kind of Chris, he couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> he, he didn't have a choice. You were, you're stuck in this harness. <laughs> but we all have a choice, right? We all have a choice. Are we going to follow Jesus or are we going to do our own thing? Today I want to encourage you to follow him because it's a life that's full of fruit and it's full of joy. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this morning and your word and the encouragement. And Lord, I pray for a couple things here this morning. Number one, I pray for those that are gathered here that they will have a special connection with you. God, and Lord, maybe it's a connection that's been a little far away lately, God. They might feel far away from you, God. But Lord, today, I pray that you will draw people close, that by your Holy Spirit, they will feel, feel your love, God, and know that you love them. And Jesus, whatever's keeping that connection from happening, God, I just pray that today will be a day where they will come back to you, God. And Lord, I'm also praying for some people today that have a strong connection. They're they're excited about the connection, God. They, they have been remaining, God. And today, I just pray that they begin to see the life you want them to live, the life, life full of fruit. And, Lord, I pray that you begin to open our eyes to those that you want us to pour into, other disciples, other people that desperately need you, Jesus. And so, Lord, I pray for us that you would break our hearts for those that don't know you, God, and break our hearts, God, for those that are far away. And today we want to pray for those people that you will draw them closer to you. And finally, God, I just want to pray uh, for this simple idea, God, to remain, God. That as we remain in you this week and throughout this next month, God, that we'll experience joy. 
an unspeakable joy that can only come from you. Even some of us might be going through a, a tough time, God. But through those tough times that we'll see your joy come through, God, so that people will see something different in us. Jesus, thank you for your word. Help us to continue to follow you and remain in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.